Man, it is great to be here with you. It's great to be worshiping with you and uh, great to be back with you. We've been gone for a couple weeks and, and uh, just appreciate the staff that we have here who's able to carry the load across the board and be able to be preaching and caring for all of you guys. And we've had a sweet little time away. It's been a nice break and and uh, so we appreciate that. We're ready to get back after it here. So we're going to be closing down the Fired Up series today, okay? This is the last week of the summer series. There's just something wrong with that. I'm just telling you. There's no way summer's supposed to end in the middle of August. I'm sure of it. I'm going to look it up and find proof somewhere. Oh, wait, I think we haven't. Isn't summer ending like in late September? Isn't that the official? Maybe that's when school should start. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we got a few amens on that. That's right. <laughs> So uh, excited about it. Hey, you know, this past week as I was getting revved back up and jumping into what we're going to be uh, studying even here today and then coming up for the next few weeks, just was getting excited about it. And, and um, so I had a weird dream this week. It was a weird dream. I, uh, I'm just telling you, when I woke up, my thumb was killing me. My thumb was killing me. And now I'll tell you why. So I started to have this dream, and uh, in the middle of it, some guy starts to attack me. Have you ever had those dreams? This dude comes up behind me and grabs me, and I'm freaking out. I have no idea what was going on. Did my pillow wrap around me in some weird way or something? I don't know, but all of a sudden, now I'm believing I'm being attacked. So I'm like, in my dream, I'm grabbing this guy's hand. I'm trying to pull it off. He throws his hand down on top, and now I'm kind of bound up, and so I did the only thing you can do. I bit him. Unfortunately, there was me that I bit, and I woke up, and I'm literally like this. I'm like, that's not good. I take a, I'm like, that hurt, man. It was a very real dream, and uh, in the midst of it, I'm kind of shaking it off and trying to figure out. I had to actually go in the bathroom and check and make sure I didn't draw any blood, and uh, that's how real the dream was, and man, I'm just telling you, when we go through life, we have these perceptions of things and these thoughts of the way they are, and we can hurt ourselves if it's not real. Do you know what I'm saying? We can literally hurt ourselves if we're getting the wrong impression. And uh, I just want to make this clear today. So today we're going to be talking about worship, and we better have the right impression of worship. We better know what true worship is, and we better be ready to bring it with all we've got. May our God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, Man, it's awesome and it's easy to go after worship, but there's times where we can think we're going after it and we're actually making much of ourselves and we didn't even know it. And so today we're going to be looking at true worship. So turn with me, if you will, to Psalm chapter 100. Psalm 100. We got ushers coming forward. They got Bibles in their hands. So if you need a Bible, just raise your hand. They'll get one to you, all right? Just raise your hand. They'll get a Bible to you. Psalm 100 is where we're going to be. And... uh, be patient, they'll get one to you there. All right, let me start by reading first a few verses and then we'll jump in. Psalm 100, it says, A psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And, uh, awesome psalm of hope and thanksgiving. And so our first step in true worship, true worship truly serves our God with gladness. True worship truly serves our God 
with gladness. We're pulling it right out of the passage here, and so let's just walk it through. It says, a psalm for giving thanks. Hey, a little tip. When you're reading the psalms, don't ever skip the little titling that's in there, right? Right after the number. That's actually a part of the psalm. It's literally written in. So in the Hebrew, verse 1 actually says, a psalm for giving thanks. It gives you a little bit of the statement of what's going on and what it's supposed to be about. And so just a little tip, if you're ever reading through the Psalms and maybe you're doing that in a devotional time or something, make sure you read that first little phrase right after the big, bold number and grasp what the thing's about, all right? So this Psalm was about what it meant to come before their God in thanksgiving, a Psalm for giving thanks. In fact, the original language word there also could mean confession and uh, praise. Those were all kind of melded into the same word. And uh, this word confession, we use it in one specific way, really, within the church today. To confess, it means to like, to admit you're wrong, right? To confess. But that's not really what the whole of the word means. Confession, it means to speak in agreement with. That's what confession means. And so when we're confessing sin, we're actually saying, Lord, I agree with you. That's wrong. I agree with you, that needs to change. That's confession, okay? Confession, it's not, fine, sorry. It's like, Lord, I see it the way you see it. True confession, grasping it the way God does. You can confess things that are wrong. You can also confess things that are right. You can be confessing, Lord, you are holy. You are almighty. You are awesome. And You're confessing those things. You're stating they are true, and you're standing behind them. Those are also ways to give thanks and to praise, all of that wrapped up in that same word in the original language. So this is a psalm for giving thanks. It says right after it here, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Make a joyful noise. And uh, it doesn't say sing a beautiful song in perfect harmony or carrying that melody with excellence, and, and some of you are like, well, that's a good thing, because I can't do that. And uh, so it does say, make a joyful noise. Just so you know, that's all one word in the original language, make a joyful noise. It means to bring it, bring it with volume. It does mean that. Did you know that? Built into it is loudness. Built into it is celebration. And uh, man, we are to worship our God. Worship him with all we've got. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. And so I just wrote this down about make a joyful noise. Just so you know, this was a word that was used uh, originally. It was a triumphal statement. It was often spoken after a war coming back in. And you're like, yes, we have done it. And uh, it was that kind of declaration. It's not where you walk in and you're like, Isn't it awesome what we've done? We've won the war. It's so special. Like, that's not it, man. It's volume and people rallying together, and there's a corporate celebration going on, and that's the word being used here. Make a joyful noise. It has truth, it has celebration, it has corporateness, togetherness, and it has volume, loud celebrating our God, making much of his name. And uh, we want to make sure we wrap that into our worship. Be careful. And uh, I know I was raised in a church that taught 
that quite frankly, respectful was quiet. And uh, I get that. There are times where it is very respectful to be quiet and to handle things in a quiet uh, thinking form. But I'm telling you this, there are also times to bring it and make much of your God and be loud in volume and celebratory in nature and making sure you're covering this statement. We together think God is awesome. And all of God's people said, and that's where we need to be. And that's where we need to be regularly. Not even once a week on Sunday morning for two songs. But like throughout your week, find ways to bring it where you're celebrating him. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. This is not make a joyful noise, period. Just be loud. It's about your God, it's to your God, and it's for your God. Make sure you are celebrating him as king. In fact, it says Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Remember in the Old Testament, whenever you see the all caps Lord, they're using the personal name of God, Yahweh. It's like, to this personal God, the one known as I am, celebrate him with all you've got and bring it. And uh, It says all the earth, not just some of the earth or most of the earth, right? It's talking about all of creation, all of it. How much of it? All of creation. Man, this isn't just for some people. And uh, you're like, well, hang on. I prefer to be quiet. I'm great with that. Enjoy the quietness in those times, but please recognize this. There is a moment, Psalm 100 calls it out, where you are called to bring some volume, okay? And uh, so join us in that, and let's make sure we make much of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Some of your translations actually say, worship the Lord with gladness, And uh, this word could kind of go either direction, serve or worship. And uh, just catch this. Uh, The word serve is actually capturing probably more the action that's taking place. And when you use the word worship, you're capturing the motivation behind what's taking place. Both of them very accurate to what the original was saying. To serve and to worship. For you to celebrate who he is, it's going to affect what you do. Okay? It's going to affect when you do it, how you do it, and where you do it. You're going to be making much of your God and watching him be celebrated. Your actions can actually declare something awesome about your king. And uh, the lack of your actions does the same. It declares something uh, that must be missing in your king. And so he's like, serve the Lord. And so as soon as you say the word serve, then the first thing that comes up is, oh, great. Here comes responsibility, load on my shoulders, and uh, feeling the shame, and that's why he says, with gladness. Don't miss it. Like, we're supposed to, with cheerfulness and with joy, celebrating all that he is, all that he's doing for me, all that he will be doing for me, all that he's done for me. This is my God well, then I'm going to serve you. I'm going to bring it for you. And Lord, take my time. Take my hands and take my feet. And may I be used to celebrate you. And yes, within the church, making much of your God. Yes, within your home, 
making much of your God. Yes, in the community, making much of your God. Serve the Lord with gladness. Please notice this does not say find some wonderful humanistic event and get involved in it, whether God's a part of it or not. It doesn't say that. Everybody say it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It says serve who? Serve the Lord, not serve the people around you. That's great. Serving people is a great help, but I'm telling you this, the ultimate intent is to make sure your God is served and worshiped. That's where our focus must be. Lord, you've got my attention. What needs to be going down that you might be worshiped through my hands and my feet, through my mouth? Through my engagement, serve the Lord with a smile on your face. And uh, I love this body. And I'm telling you, there's a fire in this place. And uh, you can see it from uh, the parking team on in as you're coming in on a Sunday morning. The smiles all over the place. The joy that God is bringing into the place. May we constantly be remembering who our God is and serving him with gladness Great things are happening. Love all you're doing with it. Keep it up. And maybe you even are sitting on the sidelines a little bit. You've been coming for a couple weeks or a month or a couple months. And it's like, I'm thinking maybe I should be jumping in and join us, man, with gladness. Let's go after serving our king. He says here, come into his presence with singing. Come into his presence with singing. And uh, great, I knew those Words singing would come up and voice and do I have to know how to sing? Don't worry, we keep the volume a little bit loud enough that you can sing out and the people next to you will think that you're just participating and they can't tell if you're online or not maybe and you'll be able to tell that you're in melody but hey man, that's part of it. I'm just telling you, we do actually, just so you know, we pick a volume level here that is safe, just so you know, we do pick a volume level that's safe, uh, well within OSHA standards. Just so you know that, uh, we do watch that carefully, seriously. We're measuring it all the time back there. We got meters going. We're very careful on it, well below that. And we're making sure at the same time it's got enough volume to be engaging. And uh, did you know this? If you make music quiet, you make people get quiet. And as you bring music up, you help them to engage. It's real. And uh, we go after it, man, and we're real on it. We will be making a joyful noise, and we will be uh, singing in his presence. It says, come into his presence with singing, meaning in the very place where God is revealing himself, lift up voice. Why? Why sing? You know, we're told in Zephaniah that God actually sings over you. Did you know that? He sings over his loved ones as he's pouring onto them. Your God is a singer, and he's created in you this passion to sing as well. Music is more than something made up by man to try to make some coin. It's actually a participatory thing. It's something within our soul that we express out. And he's like, just, I'm telling you, get into his presence, get get blown away by who he is, and just let it well up and start spewing forth as you sing some songs about him. Bring it. In, in music and in word, make much of your God. Come before him, come into his presence with singing. And uh, it's our chance to simply express how awesome God is. Know that the Lord, he is God. Uh, know this. Please hear me. Not 
I have an inkling about it, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, it seems like maybe, but I don't know. And not that. It's no, K-N-O-W. Make sure you know experientially. Make sure you know from his word. Make sure you know as you reach out to your God, know him. Know him. And what are we supposed to do? Please, don't know about him. Know him. That little word about really changes the whole thing. You can be on an about search, then you're just getting facts, right? You're just building up information. And, uh, but once you know him personally, you're literally interacting with him. You're laughing with him. You're crying with him. You're sharing with him. You're giving the realness of who you are to him. That's when you get to know him. It says, know that the Lord, he is God. Like, hear me, he's in charge. He's running this universe. And I love what James McDonald says. He's running this universe with his feet up. It's an easy gig. God's got it in hand. He's not blown away. He's not stressing out. He's not wringing his hands. Your God has it in hand. Worship that God. Know this. He is over it all, and he's leading in your life, and he loves you like crazy, and he's bringing it with all he's got. Now turn it back around to him and celebrate with all you've got. That's worship. Recognizing who he is and responding into the midst. It is he who made us, and we are his, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And a huge deal. He is the creator. We are the created. He is creator. We are created. And how often do we mix that up? Where within seconds of talking to God about the struggles we're in, all of a sudden we feel justified in beginning to command the creator to do as we see fit. And uh, all of a sudden our worship is being set down and uh, we're converting it into self-worship. It's now about how I feel. It's now going to be what I want done, and I'm just telling you, uh, the battle cry, uh, my God can, my God will, and even if my God doesn't, and that forces you to keep it in his hands, right? You worship your God in all avenues, on all fronts, no matter what's going on, make sure he gets your worship. It's a huge deal. Everybody just say that's a huge deal. Huge deal. Isn't it? And uh, we can mess this worship up and all of a sudden we're making it all about self and all about me and all about my feelings and all about the current situation or circumstance and, and uh, all about trying to please the person around me instead of pleasing my God. And we miss the whole point. Here's my request. Would you please take some time to literally be blown away by your God. It's possible, man. Scripture calls us to it, and it's real. Yeah, I've never experienced that before, Tim. Then right now is the time. Let's put a stake in the ground and say, Lord, my worship will be true. I am going to hand it over to you. Everything about you, I will serve you with my whole being, you getting the attention, and God, I'm ready to be rocked by you. Bring it on. May I meet the God of this universe and be blown away by him. True worship. That's what we're called to. 
And a true worship man, it says right here, serve the Lord with gladness. It will involve your serving. It will involve your engaging in this world. And uh, here's what I love. We have hundreds upon hundreds of people who are serving in this place. And uh, close to four or 500 people serving right now in this, in this body. And uh, you guys are awesome. And you love the Lord with all you got. And we're seeing it spilling out. And man, we would love to see more of you join us. And I just want to do this. I'm going to call one uh, couple up here. I'm going to call up Nick and Heidi Brazes. And uh, we've got some changes going on in their world and in their life. And I wanted to get you informed a little bit about what's going on with them. And then at the same time, hear a little bit of their passion on serving as well. So Nick, one of our elders here, tell us a little bit about what's going on, man. You gave me the mic. I did. All right. We got well, a guy who can shut you off, though, so oh. don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Um, well, through scripture reading, prayer, fasting, seeking the counsel of fellow believers, and just through open doors and those doors leading to roads which are being paved, Heidi and I have accepted a transfer with my employer. Um, so we're going to be moving to Kansas. Um, it's about Manhattan, Kansas. It's about 25 miles north of the middle of nowhere. Um, so you can pray for our transition. Um, but we want to take this chance to just thank this body uh, we have had the absolute pleasure, it has been our joy, to serve alongside of so many of you um, since the launch team and in so many different ways over the last several years. Um, you make such an impact whether you realize it or not. So many of you I know served in VBS. If you want to see the, the lasting impact of your time at VBS, if you see a little boy who's about two years old, he has worn a cape every day since the superhero <laughs> theme VBS. I'm not kidding. He's wearing it right now. Um, <laughs> it really makes a difference. And we have found that as we have had the pleasure of serving with this body, so many of you, it, it ends up just transforming us. It really does. And it changes your heart. Um, it's been an absolute amazing experience. And we just we wanted to take this chance to thank you for that. And specifically, I want to call out uh, the elders and deacons of this church um, namely our chairman and our senior pastor, so Steve Belser and uh, Pastor Tim. These men have poured into me and my family um, so much over the last 10 years, really. Um, and it's been incredible. And as they pour into me, it changes the way that I get to lead and serve my wife, my children uh, in this place. And I can't thank them enough. I can't thank all of you enough for your love for us and our family. Um, we're excited to see what Manhattan, Kansas has in store for us and what God is leading us to in this transition. So if you can just pray for us during that time that we would be open to God's leading and that we would find the church home that he has for us and our kids and uh, that we can plug right in there and continue what we're doing here in a new place as God redeploys us in his army of believers. So thank you all very much. Amen. Awesome. Appreciate you all being here. Amen. Okay. So, hey, man, uh, Nick served as an elder with us. He served in small group leadership and coaching. I know Heidi's been a part of women's ministry. You guys have served all over the place in this church over the number of years. And to see a vibrancy in your family and a joy in you. And God has used you here in this place. And I'm just telling you this, man. Hear me. And uh, as we send them out, they're going to a new place and saying, Lord, where can we serve? And what does it look like to be able to build your kingdom? And are you hearing me? 
Jesus Christ says, I will build my church. And as there's fire built here and then he sends us out, he's doing something and we don't even know what. And so excited to hear what God's going to be doing with this family as they go to be a part of building church in another place. And uh, uh, so the simple question, challenge, throwback to you is this. Uh, So what does it look like then for you to be stepping up? Maybe it's right here in this place. Maybe you're in transition and stepping out as well and be looking for that same thing. Lord, where and how can I be serving you to help build your church? May I worship you with all I've got. That's a simple challenge, man. Worship on fire. It's getting engaged, watching God work. And all of God's people said, let me just do this. Let me pray for you guys. And uh, we're headed out here October 1. Is that right? Yep. All right, just so you know that. So it's coming up in the next couple months here. Father God, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for this family. We thank you for Nick and Heidi and their whole family. Lord, we just pray that you'd give them wisdom, discernment, care. Lord, over these next steps, would you provide home and the sale of this home Uh, just wisdom on settling into the job, partnering and relationship building. And may they find some dear friends and a powerful church to be a part of. Lord, may your name go forth as they move from here, taking the fire of knowing you and the passion of knowing you into a new world in Kansas. And Lord, we look excitedly to how they'll be used. We thank you for all that you've done in them here in this place. And uh, thank you for what you're gonna do next. It's in your mighty and powerful name I pray these things. And all of God's people said... Love you, man. Thank you. Yeah, love you, Heidi. Yep. So uh, just so you guys know, we have uh, just a strong elder board, great relationships there, and the elder board's uh, continuing forward, and uh, we're going to be sadly missing Nick, but then doing well, uh, strongly as well there. I love the other six guys that we've got serving and excited what's going on there. Man, we have serving spots all over this church, though, and uh, what's God calling you to? Maybe it's time to step in and say, it's time for me to worship. And maybe you're in a spot where you're like, boy, I know some changes are coming soon in my life, and maybe it's even moving away, and I'm just telling you, bloom where you're planted. What's God got for you right where you are right now and here, and how can we go after worshiping and serving him, all right? And uh, we're going to have some things we're going to do at the end of the service just to tie together both points, so we'll hang on that. Just consider, what does it look like to step up? What's God calling me to? All right, point number two. True worship truly enters his presence with thanks and praise. True worship truly enters his presence with thanks and praise. He says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Just so you know, the two words, gates and courts, these are actually uh, metaphors. They're speaking back to a time there where they would have said, he's like saying this, Hey man, enter Jerusalem with thanksgiving. That's the gates. You're entering the city gates, right? And enter his courts, like into the temple, specifically within Jerusalem. Like get to the place where God is rocking people and go after it with all you've got. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. In fact, in modern day, in like New Testament times, it may be something like uh, enter Harvest Bible Chapel with thanksgiving and enter the worship center with praise kind of narrowing it into a spot where you are going to corporately rally to make much of your God. And it doesn't have to be within the church. That's just one explanation. And in the New Testament times, there could be a rallying in the park. There could be a rallying your family. But it's a rallying together of corporately and then lifting up to your God. That's what he's talking about here. 
And uh, praise God, we have a chance not just to know him in a specific city, in a specific temple, as we specifically go and meet him there. There was some Old Testament limitations to worship, but we have this huge freedom. Our God exists in all places at once. We can lift his name up and rally some people together and start making much of him. Man, I'm telling you, we got impact groups rocking, and it's exciting to see what's going on there. We talk about worship, walk, work. Work was the one we were just talking about with serving, but walk as well. Coming together with worship and walk, learning together, growing together, celebrating his name. You are going to be hearing a lot about impact groups over the next couple of weeks. And Mike's got some great things planned, and we're going to kick this fall off huge. I cannot wait to launch next week. We got some big stuff coming up. You do not want to miss it as we launch into this series. I'm telling you, God is going to rock this place. We are excited for it. We're looking for that to be a huge thing. Are you in an impact group? Mike's got some big things going. We're going to do some stuff. I'm not going to uh, say any more than that other than just get ready. We're going to get you signed up for some big stuff going on this fall. You want to be in an impact group if you're not. Get signed up, all right? And uh, you're going to see more of that coming up in the next couple of weeks. And uh, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Uh, give thanks to him. Bless his name. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. So we have thanks and praise and blessing. I just wrote these words down. Uh, appreciation, gratitude, celebration, and uh, over what? Well, over his character, his consistency, his love, and uh, all too often it's easy for us to start tripping through life and we get all hooked into the details and we start thinking about which gas station has the lowest gas price right now. And we stop thinking about what God has to say in my life and what he's done and what he's accomplished and where I'm headed. And Lord, may I thank you for the things you have been doing and are going to continue doing. And may I keep those things in mind. Uh, his grace, his holiness, his gospel, uh, eternity and the cross, maybe specific provisions within your family or Friends, maybe specific healing that you're praying for and longing for or have even tasted of. And Lord, may we celebrate you and give thanks and bless your name. Um, and we are not here for a feel-good moment. Um, how many of us have gotten caught up in saying this? How was church today? Uh, it's okay. Uh, I was pretty fired up. It did all right for me. There was this part where I was sort of like, whatever, and so I just checked out. It was kind of boring to me. I didn't really like that third song choice. What was that all about? I was kind of thinking maybe more, and if I were leading, I would have, and here, now we're in buffet shopping, right? And uh, yeah, just so you know, some of you are now looking down and looking away, and you're like, that was so me like four minutes ago, and, and uh, I'm just telling you, it's easy for us to get caught up in doing it, and why are we here why are we here? Dude, we are not here for self. Everybody say, not for self. We are not here for self. We rally to this place to celebrate our king. We rally to this place to lift his name. We rally to this place to launch into praise and celebration, thanking him telling anyone we can about how awesome he is. My God reigns. And all of God's people said, amen. 
And that is why we're here. Do not lose sight. When we say true worship, we are not saying because it truly makes me comfortable. True worship because God is truly lifted up. And I want to be a part of it. And I don't want to miss out on it. There is something that happens. I can barely explain it biblically. There is something that happens when a thousand plus people rally into a room and they agree together that God is awesome. And they celebrate out loud and they say, nothing's going to stop me. No one's turning me. That God reigns. And I know him personally. I'm telling you this. The Holy Spirit starts moving in the place. There is a joy in the place. There is a satisfaction in him. And it doesn't come because you got the exact order of whatever you wanted and something happened in the way you wanted. It happens because God's being honored. That's what we're going after. True worship. Every week, I love the time Larry puts into choosing the songs. We're pouring through God's word and making it be lifted up. May he be praised in this place. That's our goal. Thanking him, praising him, blessing his name. And uh, why? Why in the world would we go after that? He says in verse 5, For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness is to all generations. Three things there. The Lord is good, uh, meaning kind, gentle, caring, uh, but more than that, meaning pure, no bad in him, no evil in him. That's your God. Do you believe that? In the midst of your struggles, in the midst of your heartache, in the midst of what you'd like to see done next, do you believe that your God is good? And that's what Scripture's saying. He is. Lord, help me to respond to you as the good creator God of the universe. And uh, good. His steadfast love endures forever. I love this. His steadfast love. It's a love that does not change He says, I am the Lord your God, I change not. What he stands for is what he always has stood for, and it's what he will stand for. His steadfast love, in the original language, it's one word, has said, it's saying, he has this for you, and it will not be wavering. He loves you, man. He loves you, and he's pouring it in, not just in a feel-good way, but in what's needed next to take you to the spot you need to be that he might be glorified and that you might be transformed. God's got plan and he's doing some huge work. Yes, he is good and yes, there is steadfast love and endures forever for all of eternity. Praise be to God. And uh, you might be in a moment where you're checking that at the door. You're not sure. You don't know what I've been struggling with. You don't know the heartache that we're going through. And, uh, forever, man. For all of eternity. And, uh, yes, this world is broken. And yes, our God is not broken. And he has a lot to say about your life. And pouring in and caring for you. May God get all the glory. 
And he says here, and his faithfulness is to all generations, not to just this generation, but to the generations before and to the generations after. We all have the chance to sing of the fame of the name of his son, Jesus Christ. May he be lifted up. That is our privilege. And then that's what church is all about. And uh, too many people, they think church is about club. Uh, I need some friends. And uh, I'm great with finding friends at church, and uh, that's awesome, but that's not the primary. That's absolutely a side benefit, a fringe benefit of hanging with people who love the Savior like you do and going after it. But I'm just telling you, church, it's about you having the chance to rally together with others and now lift up a corporate message to him. You are awesome. May this world hear us declare, you are awesome. And uh, may they hear us say, you are awesome. And uh, just say it with me out loud to your God. You are awesome, bigger and louder. You are awesome. And one more time, all on your own. You are awesome. May God hear that from this body. Now that's true worship. May we praise him with all we've got. It is time for us to be pumped about our king. Yes, to all generations. I'll just say this. Four ways to thank and praise your God. Four ways to thank and praise your God. Number one, with your thoughts. How you think literally worships him or worships self. Thought. Philippians 4, 8 says, Think on these things, whatever is true and noble and right pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and worthy of praise. And think on those things. And that your thoughts are an important factor in your worship. It's not just some action and inside your thoughts are a train wreck. Lord, help me focus on your greatness. Thoughts. And, uh, number two, with your attitudes. Attitudes usually derive from thoughts. And uh, how we feel and how we respond is usually somewhat about what we've been brooding over. Did you know that? And uh, the more we hang on something that's deep and dark and negative, the more we're going to end up in an attitude of uh, despondence, sorrow, and sadness. And uh, Lord, may my thoughts and my attitudes be all about you. And then with your words, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And uh, your thoughts and your attitudes and then your Mouth starts following suit. And I'm just telling you, too often in the church today, the mouth is called out and the hands are called out, but the heart is not called out. That's a lame game. It's not going to get it done. Worship's in here and it spills out, okay? And so let's get after our heart before our king. May God be glorified. And with your thoughts and with your attitudes and with your words and then last with your body, the posture of your body in worship. Maybe it's engaged in serving. Uh, even more, consider even just in our worship songs as we sing here and uh, we go after some things. Have you ever noticed that some people raise their hands? Have you noticed that? And uh, no, no response at all right now. Have you noticed that? Yeah. All right. We've got people that raise their hands. Why? Are they making something up? Where'd they get that from? And uh, just so you know, I mean, you've got passages throughout the Psalms that talk about it. I actually wrote a couple down and then set my Bible down so that I wouldn't know what they were. <laughs> so uh, Psalm 28, verse 2. Psalm 134, verse 2. 
And uh, there's others. That's just a couple, man. It talks about lifting holy hands. Lifting holy hands. And uh, hey, some of you probably were raised in churches similar to mine. You raised your hand when you had a question, and that was the only time. Right? And the answer to the question you had was always Jesus, no matter what the question was. (laughs) Right? And look, I was raised in a very traditional church. I get it. And I understand where some of you are coming from. And the idea of raising hands is uncomfortable. I guarantee you this. If it's uncomfortable, it's because you're more concerned with the person next to you and what they're thinking than about your God and what he's thinking. Okay? Now, there is no mandate in Scripture that says every single time you sing, you must raise your hands. It's not there. Okay? But I'm telling you this. Passionate, powerful worship Raising holy hands, lifting up, just saying, Lord, you are awesome. What does it mean? I'm handing myself to you, and I'm receiving back from you. And uh, yes, it is a response biblically of powerful worship. And uh, join us in doing that. Be a part of that. And uh, you might join the way I joined. This is what it was, man. When I started attending Harvest Bible Chapel, Naperville, I was still in engineering business at the time, and I was totally uncomfortable with raising hands. So I did this. Did you see it? <laughs> not, not yet? And, th- and then after I got comfortable with that, because it was all happening inside the pockets, then, then it, maybe it was a little more like this. And it, but it's down low, you know what I'm talking about? Like, people can't see that. I'm cool. We're good. And it, but there gets to be a point where you get more comfortable with saying, Lord, this is between me and you, and, and maybe you even get a little bit of shoulder high. And if people in front of you are a little shorter... A little lower. <laughs> right? And there's a point where you're finally like, you know what, God? This is between you and me, and you are awesome. And your hands are up, and you just don't care about the person next to you. And I'm just telling you this, raising holy hands, man, it is a huge option in worship. And it's not the only, and it doesn't mean if my hands aren't raised, I'm in sin. Please hear me. It is not. Everybody say it's not that. Let's not get all militant on that thing now, and then we just ruined it too. Right? <laughs> Raising holy hands, though, Scripture's pretty clear. We can have a response to it that says, Lord, you are awesome, and we can dig in with that. And, uh, are you ready to put the whole self engaged into worship? Are you ready? And, uh, so here's what I'm going to ask right now. Um, I'm just going to ask us to very quietly where we are to bow our heads, and I'm going to ask you to think a little bit. Actually, I'm going to ask uh, Larry and John if they want to come up now. We'll gear shift. If you guys want to come up now, we'll get a little music going here. So think this way. Um, What in your life could you be thankful for? Maybe one or two or three things that God's been doing in your life. Just eyes closed where you're at. Just close your eyes. What could you be thankful for? Okay, getting it? Now just very quietly where you're at, thanking your God. Lord, thank you for being this. Thank you for doing this. Worship your God. Maybe even where you're at, 
just offering yourself before him, just hands down low on your knees or whatever, just saying, Lord, I'm offering me up to you. Hand yourself over to him. Just putting your body in a position that says, Lord, I'm worshiping you. Hand yourself over. Now I'm going to ask you to do something that you're going to be uncomfortable with, and that's okay. All right? I'm just going to ask you, not I'll tell you when, okay? I'm going to ask you to out loud with volume saying, I am thankful to you, God, because, and then filling it in. And we're going to say it out loud together. This is going to be a corporate chorus of worship, each person announcing This is why I'm thanking you, God. Get one thing you want to be thankful for. Out loud and corporately, let's celebrate our God. You ready? I am thankful to God because, now say it out loud. Now let's say the same thing again, the reason you're thanking him. Bigger and louder, bring the chorus up. I am thankful to God because, and again, Keep bringing it. Thank your God and worship him. I am thankful to God because. Are you feeling in the room? There's a sense of all of a sudden now I'm aware of the people around me. Done with it, man. Time to be aware of my God. I am thankful to God because. And say it out loud. Why? Just worship your God. Celebrate your King. Father God, we do worship you and celebrate you. We pray that you could awaken us to worship and enliven us to go after you. Lord, work in our hearts right now. It's in your name I pray, amen. We're gonna do one last thing now. Hey, we talked in the beginning about serving. And so we've got a card here and we're gonna have the ushers come forward and they're gonna pass these down the row. Every single person take a card. Who takes a card? Every single person, take a card. I'm not going to fill one out. Take a card. Every single person, take a card. Ushers are going to be passing them out, all right? And then I'm going to ask you to fill this out right now. We're going to take a few minutes right here, just as a time of worship. Just reflect and look. If you are already serving somewhere, don't worry about filling this out. We're great with that. Just hold on to the card blank. But if you're not serving and you would like to plug in, man, we want to help you get plugged in and let's start today. Just filling this card out saying, look, I'm willing, I'm willing to serve wherever you need. That's that first box there you could check or you can check some details of what's going on. I am telling you, we've got a great places to plug in. If you wanted to do children and student ministry stuff, we could plug in fast and get after it. And the rest of these, we can definitely work with you on getting you plugged in, all right? Children's and students have a high need. We'd love to get you there fast. We've got a growing ministry like crazy. So, hey, just take a card, every single person. Read through this. If you're not serving and you would like to engage in worshiping your God through service today, fill this out. And then what you're going to do is you're going to hand it. Everybody's going to hand their cards to the ushers on the way out. Filled out or blank, everybody's handing it to the usher, all right? So just take a few minutes where you are and fill this card out.